Have you ever heard the term pretty privilege? Now, some of you might have profited in some way, shape, or form from it and didn't know there was a term for certain privileges afforded to you because of the way you look. Oh my. Guess what, friends? We're back with a brand new episode, and today we're taking a look at what pretty privilege is. Are you ready? I feel like I'm making one of those videos. <laughs> Welcome to a brand new episode of Beauty Unlocked, the podcast. If you're new to Beauty Unlocked, I'm Carissa, host of this circus. Welcome, friends. If you've been a long-time listener, you know all about the shenanigans and utter fuckery that is Beauty Unlocked. <laughs> Are you ready? sugar babies to a brand new episode of beauty unlocked i'm carissa and it's been a hot minute i know i know so just a little life update as to why i have been so inconsistent with everything and i mean everything in my life at this point and that's because i'm, I'm shifting the blame <laughs> um, to my sister she's visiting from the states and she's here until the beginning of july so i've been out and about with her <laughs> And I just, I have not been able to sit down and get some work done. Um, and also, um, yours truly has some sort of weird infection. I have no clue if it's like sinuses or I don't know what it is, but I'm on antibiotics at this point and I am like, oh my God, <laughs> make this stop. And also, it's getting fuck hot here in Cyprus. So you can only imagine that I'm in quite the state as I'm battling cockroaches, dealing with heat and humidity, and my sister wanting to go out for drinks. Uh, don't worry, I'm not drinking while I'm, I'm on antibiotics because that would just be, that would be stupid of me now, wouldn't it? Now, to any new listeners out there, welcome. And to those that have been following Beauty Unlocked for quite some time now, you know that we jump right in and we talk about all the fuckery and shenanigans that's happening in my life. But that's pretty much it on the update. So, so sorry about this inconvenience of not, you know, posting regularly throughout social media and also not recording because, well, my sister and because of this infection that I have. Oh my. Now, before we jump into this hot topic of pretty privilege, and yes, it actually is a thing. <laughs> oh my, how society is so shallow. But before we jump into this, this topic, don't forget to follow us throughout social media. You can find us on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, on YouTube. Just type in Beauty Unlock the Pod or Beauty Unlock the Podcast and we'll pop right up for you so give us a follow so the article that we're looking at is called is pretty privilege actually a thing we're still talking about it here's why and it was written by Sagal Mohammed, and it was written in March of this year and Sagal is a journalist specializing in lifestyle pop culture fashion and beauty and she has written for a number of publications including Vogue Glamour Stylist Evening Standard Bustle, You Magazine, Dazed, and Wonderland, to name a few. Um, as always, I'll be um, putting the link to this article 
onto the show notes of this episode, and you can give Sagal Muhammad a follow throughout social media. I'll also include her social media handles into the show notes. The term pretty privilege has been floating around for a while now, but has come back into light recently, and here's why. Whilst we know that life is far from equal and that the list of evidence for that is endless, one bias many of us might struggle to accept or care to admit, let alone talk about, is pretty privilege. As almost all trends go these days, the topic started life out on TikTok. Alongside the Olaplex bun trend, the famous TikTok jeans, baked feta pasta, and pesto eggs, and with the videos tagged hashtag pretty privilege getting a total amount of nearly 70 million views, we decided to delve deeper into the subject. So first and foremost, what is pretty privilege? I'm glad you asked. Pretty privilege works on the principle that people who are deemed more attractive based on accepted societal beauty standards, <coughs> Eurocentric <coughs> beauty standards, have an upper hand in the world and are afforded many opportunities that us regular folks don't have. Like most other biases, pretty privilege is something we're all aware of, whether we have experienced it firsthand or not. Yet, it's not often that we are willing to admit it or even talk about it, especially if we're on the receiving end of its benefits. Nonetheless, various scholarly studies and surveys have proven that our appearance does in fact have a direct correlation with how well we are received by others in both social and professional settings. I can already hear the huffs and puffs of white cisgendered males out there saying, ah, that doesn't exist. <laughs> First of all, you're already afforded privileges because you're white, you're cisgendered, and you're males. And yes, it is a privilege to be all of those three things in this world. I'm about to open a whole can of worms here, but guess what? The rules are made for you, and they are made by you. On with the article. On top of sexism, racism, and ageism, all of which influence beauty ideals, where we fall on the physical attractiveness spectrum can determine our quality of life, irrespective of our personality, skills, talents, or anything else we may have to offer. This bias, also known as lookism, is defined as prejudice or discrimination on the grounds of a person's appearance and occurs in a variety of settings, including dating, social environments, and workplaces. And when it comes to those with pretty privilege, they are generally treated in a superior way to others because of their good looks. But Carissa, how do I know if I benefit from pretty privilege? I'm glad you asked. Segal says, pretty or attractive people are, of course, not all identical. And yes, we get that the terms used are purely subjective and can be entirely down to personal preference. But there are some commonalities that are shared universally. Most, if not all, are based on European beauty standards. You know, white, tall, thin. And more recently, the Instagram face. Almost as popular as the TikTok yoga pants, the type of face you tend to see on your feed become prominent with the rise of social media and influencer culture. It was once perfectly described by makeup artist Colby Smith in The New Yorker as an unrealistic sculpture, volume on volume, 
a face that looks like it's made out of clay. It conforms to the traditional cisgendered Eurocentric beauty, often centering on youthful Caucasian features, a thin, abled body, white skin, symmetrical features, and sometimes with a tendency to appear ethnically ambiguous. They're all examples of what society deems universally pretty, and the closer you are to that, the more inclined you are to experience pretty privilege. Sometimes called polchronomics, it is widely accepted that the more you resemble the beautiful people that we see in adverts, television, or in magazines, the more likely you will be rewarded financially or given a leg up society's ladder, says John Briggs, broadcaster and communications coach. This idea has come into even keener focus recently with the mounting popularity of insidious TikTok filters such as the beauty scanner filter and the attractiveness filter. What the fuck? Both of which supposedly scan your face and give you a beauty rating. What the fuck? See, I'm not on that side of TikTok, so I have no clue what the, what the fuck are these filters. I think I need to dive deeper into these fucking filters on TikTok and make a whole fucking like episode on TikTok ridiculous trends. Back to the article. The social media effects, while clearly little more than a game with no basis in fact, have been used millions of times, suggesting how ardently people desire to be deemed conventionally attractive. But just why are those with pretty privilege favored in society? According to Briggs, it may well be because they tend to exude more confidence than those without the privilege, rather than because we deem them to be more educated, hardworking, or nicer to be around. Briggs explained, Economically, it's been shown that beautiful people are no more productive or creative than us mere mortals, but they do possess bucket loads of confidence in their own skills, and employers find self-confidence a very attractive trait. Briggs also explained that pretty privilege can be extremely powerful when it comes to breaking the law and getting away with it. God, I have stories to tell, but anyway, the topic, sorry, the topic is one that has been highlighted and investigated on the Netflix series 100 Humans. Ooh, never heard of it. The show gathers a group of 100 diverse people to participate in an interactive experiment designed to answer questions regarding age, sex, happiness, and other aspects of being human and explored whether good looks can keep you out of jail. After conducting a survey and extensive research, they concluded that the answer is yes. It has been proven that if someone attractive commits a crime, they are less likely to be found guilty and, guess, and get less severe sentences, says Briggs. Welcome to our justice system, friends. So what are the roots of beauty bias? Is it something that is effectively part of our brain, or do we learn it? And if so, can it be unlearned? Hmm, good question. Can beauty bias be unlearned? Hypnotherapist Andrew Pearson explains that beauty bias is something we are conditioned to from as early as birth. A baby's eyes are much larger in relation to the size of their heads and their noses, conversely, much smaller. The adult brain is conditioned to see the, this combination of large eyes and small nose and to feel an urge to love and protect. Is it any wonder that the same killer combo should be so effective when we have grown into an adult? For many years, we have seen that certain groups of people have been largely excluded from the cultural landscape in low art and high art. In advertising, film, TV, art, photography, and even writing, people whose skin color was too dark 
whose waistlines were too wide, whose faces were not symmetrical, or whose legs were paralyzed, struggled to find representation in mainstream media. But if this social conditioning can be learned, then it follows that it can be unlearned. It's no secret that it's harder to unlearn something than it is to learn it, hence the saying, old habits die hard. However, according to Pearson, it is doable. It would just mean the entire world's perception of beauty would have to change. Oh, God. <laughs> well, then. Alrighty. Which is no mean feat. The more we see diversity on our TV screens and catwalks, the more we grow to understand and accept that there is no perfect and that people can express beauty in many different ways, he says. And this, in turn, will lead to a big reward for society as a whole in terms of raised self-esteem, as people realize that they have a voice and are valuable, irrespective of how they look. This, in turn, should lead to opportunities opening up for them, as they no longer get overshadowed by others who are perceived as being more conventionally beautiful. Ultimately, widespread change in our thoughts, values, and actions is needed for the idea of pretty privilege to be dismantled. And while that's not an easy task, it begins with acknowledging the idea and doing what we can in any small way to challenge it. Now we have come to the end of Segal's article, Is Pretty Privilege Actually a Thing? And I hope this kind of jump-started the thinking process of if you've seen this or experienced this firsthand um, in your life or, you know, you've witnessed this firsthand, um, whether it's happened at work or in another social situation or a dating situation. But I actually found another um, article, and I'll be adding that link also to the show notes. So I found this article on mamamia.com.au, and I've used one of their articles in a previous episode. I'm not too sure which one. <laughs> it, was it was a long time ago, but I remember um, using one of their articles. But this specific article is entitled, We Asked Women Whether Pretty Privilege Exists. These are their stories. And I just wanted to bring to the forefront a few of these, of these stories. Um, so... To unpack, it says here in the article, to unpack this idea further, we asked 21 women to share their stories of feeling negatively impacted by pretty privilege, sparking a much-needed conversation about discrimination and archaic beauty standards. Um, and there's also a video about um, uh, with Meryl Streep in it where she, she was talking about her earlier days in Hollywood and whatnot. But um, one of the stories is, Working in the corporate world, I was in a workplace where all the senior management were men. Oh my, older men to be specific. Mm, problematic, that's what I want to say. You were received much better and the men were friendlier if you looked a certain way. The higher the heel, the tighter the dress, the more makeup, the better. It was very clear what the standards were when you would enter the room, purely based upon looks. Here we have, I think pretty privilege sparks a conversation about representation too. While we're slowly getting better at representing POC and different gender identities, as we should, it's usually always pretty people. Also, you can be, and this is in air quotes, an ugly man and be a very successful actor, musician, whatever. It's much harder on women. Now, this also sparks the conversations about colorism, ageism, I mean, sexism. There's just a lot to unpack. Um... And just very problematic behavior. I mean, we, we see it um, all the time. Here, 
we have another story where this person said, when I was in my early 20s, I was a little overweight. When I lost about 15 kilos and became a size 8 slash 10 at the age of 25, I noticed how much better people treated me. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Another one, as soon as I put on some makeup and wore, uh, wear a nice dress, I immediate, I'm immediately treated differently. I'll have someone offer to help me if, for example, I'm in need of some car help. Girls will be friendlier to me in the bathrooms of clubs and bars. But when I'm not wearing much makeup or have decided to wear something comfier, everything changes. And this is the last one. Like I said, I'll be adding the link to the show notes so that you can take a look at these stories. Um, I wasn't allowed to attend Fashion Week with a magazine that I worked with at the time because the fashion editor said that I was too fat to represent the brand. Now, here we know that our society is very fat phobic. Um, but okay. And it's, it's, it's prevalent in the, in the fashion industry. We, we know this. So I was originally invited to attend and was meant to be helping with a commercial video project being filmed there. But after the conversation, I was cut out of the planning and project entirely. A pretty and thinner colleague of mine was sent instead. Mm. 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 So I'll let you read the rest of the stories if you're interested, and I would love to hear your stories as well. Let me know if you've experienced pretty privilege or have witnessed pretty privilege, whether it be in the workplace, at restaurants, out in social settings. And I will, of course, be sharing my stories via social media, so don't forget to follow. As for the question, can beauty, bias, lookism, pretty privilege be unlearned? The idealist in me says we can. As we're becoming more and more aware of biases that exist, we're having conversations and educating ourselves. The realist in me (laughs) can't deny the fact that we still have a very long way to go, particularly because we have to acknowledge the fact that Eurocentric beauty standards and diet culture are still very prevalent in our society. And it's really up to each individual to check themselves, their thoughts and their prejudices, their toxic behaviors, and to educate themselves. The problem is that many people are unaware, (laughs) they really are, (laughs) and don't believe that they're contributing in any way, shape, or form to the very white supremacist, colonizer, toxic behavior, especially in regards to beauty and body ideals. Because everybody has this image of when we talk about white supremacy, but it, it goes deeper than somebody wearing a fucking robe or doing some kind of like salute and whatnot. It goes much further than that. The thing is that we're all toxic. We all have very problematic behavior and we're not checking ourselves. We're not holding ourselves accountable. The thing is, I see it all the time in the comment section left in pages that I follow on Instagram or even on TikTok. I see it, you know, when I'm doing searches for this podcast, because when I'm searching for whether it be this um, podcast or it be for like the did you know videos, for example, and I'm writing things such as cellulite or hip dips or whatever, so I can bring information, what pops up is, you know, how to lose weight quickly or how to get rid of hip dips, how to get rid of your stretch marks, how to get rid of cellulite. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So it's the thoughts we have. Sometimes they don't even need to be spoken aloud or written down. It's the thoughts we have. It's the conversations we're having that are sometimes problematic because we're holding on to these very Eurocentric beauty standards. And this 
is also part of pretty privilege. I agree with the article, especially, well, I agree with the whole article that Segal wrote, but this part, ultimately, widespread change in our thoughts, values, and actions is needed for the idea of pretty privilege to be dismantled. And while it's not an easy task, it begins with acknowledging the idea and doing what we can in any small way to challenge it. And that, my friends, is the difficult part. So that's why I keep on saying, go check yourselves. Woo! With all that being said, <laughs> I do hope you enjoyed this episode, episode 67. Um, as always, I would love to hear your feedback. You can always send me an email. You can leave comments um, on Facebook. You can DM me on Instagram. I mean, I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. And you can send me an email, like I said, at beautyunlockpodcast at gmail.com. So I will leave you with that. And hopefully you will hear from me next week. It might happen. It might not happen. But if you're following us, you'll find out whether there will be an episode next Friday. I hope you have a happy, lovely, blessed weekend. And you will hear from me very, very soon. Bye. Make it clap, 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 clap,